Welcome to the intersection and today we're going to be talking about step two which is came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Welcome to this introduction of step two for life recovery. Um, the overarching law for step two, which in step two is came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity, is faith will result in hope. And so in our program, we look at three distinct differentiations, and that's addictions, codependency, and trauma. And so we want to look at um, the differences and also the similarities between these three problems that people frequently encounter. And uh, discussing step two in a group of Christians with varied traits and problems requires a basic understanding of the commonalities first. So um, in addictions, codependency, and trauma, all people have the potential to experience a preoccupation with self and their problems. When a preoccupation occurs, uh, the resentment um, tends to come up um, more often than not. And um, when you perseverate or uh, obsess about something over and over and over again, the resentment starts to fester in a person and um, these negative emotions are very much tied in with all three of these conditions of codependency, trauma, and addiction. So the decisions made under stress um, really are not ideal conditions to make the best decisions. When we're under stress, um, it causes our stress hormones to elevate which interferes with cognition. It interferes with the prefrontal cortex um, working at an optimal level. And in most cases, this is the resonating commonality for a group with addictions, codependency, and trauma. We all experience stress and fear at some point or another, and this interferes with our decision-making. So, which can cause a person to make somewhat insane choices. We all fall into this category at one point or another. So with addictions, uh, when an individual is addicted to a substance or behavior, there are neurobiological consequences associated with addiction. Uh, most addictions impact the pleasure and executive functioning centers of the brain. Impaired brain functioning is directly connected to most types of addiction. An addiction can essentially hijack the decision-making process of those afflicted with it. Even basic survival instincts such as eating food or staying safe can be short-circuited. So when an addict cannot gain access to the substance or behavior associated with the reward center of the brain, a mental obsession occurs. The increased levels of stress hormones inhibit circulation 
and disrupt the neurotransmitters, which impedes our ability to make sane and wise choices. And as we talked about in an earlier program, the spec scanning, spec brain scans have demonstrated that all addictions cause abnormal and unhealthy blood flow to the brain, which contributes to insane actions um, as well. Um, It's going to inhibit the full functioning of the prefrontal cortex. So how about codependency? In codependency, there's a preoccupation with the addict's problem. And this creates a cascade of emotions and increased levels of stress hormones as well. And this impedes the, uh, a person's ability to think and make decisions as well. So you see the commonality there. Those dealing with the tumultuous lifestyle uh, that the addict frequently has um, creates uh, a need for control. They have very little control over the person. So it's essentially an overcompensation to try to maintain control of the environment. It's natural and normal for people to want to control something that's out of control. And so this increases the insane choices because of the additional stress, the level of control, the fear, and uh, the shame that also accompanies um, addicted families. And uh, we've talked about this before. The entire family needs to find recovery in order for a complete restoration of the family. If just the addict seeks recovery, Uh, What about the people that have been impacted by it? And like we mentioned before, sometimes the family members are more gravely impacted than the addict themselves. All the more reason to engage in Al-Anon, in 12-step life recovery meetings, in accountability groups. Um, Small groups are essential. Uh, Reparative relationships are essential to restore sanity in our lives and to make better decisions all together. So people in dysfunctional families often develop behaviors that deny or avoid that there's a problem. This is denial. And they will repress and disregard their own needs in this process as well. Because, you know, when a, per- a person can stay in denial, and they, they can stay in their comfort zone. They can stay in what's comfortable for them rather than facing the truth, which is very difficult for some people. And, you know, we can externalize um, the blame and blame other circumstances and make excuses for our behavior and other people's behavior in the family. And this leads to uh, a great deal of denial. So how about trauma? So exposure to repeated fearful situations and or a single tragic event can overwhelm an individual and damage the central nervous system, the CNS. The symptoms of acute trauma can cause a feeling of insanity. Um, This is a frequently encountered thing with people with significant trauma. I've heard it over and over again. And so may I just say that for lack of a better explanation, 
it's normal to feel that abnormal thought. <laughs> so, and these symptoms are triggered once again by increased levels of stress hormones that impair thinking. And many people who have experienced high levels of trauma are plagued with anguish, anxiety, fear, insomnia, nightmares, intrusive thoughts are a big part of this. Hypervigilance and also mood swings. These symptoms are difficult to manage and predict because the emotional environmental triggers that cause the central nervous system to instantaneously overreact to a perceived threat to well-being. Trauma can also frequently cause isolation and, and in an effort to stay out of harm's way. The isolation contributes to insane behavior because we are not challenged to change or accountable to others. So coming to believe that Christ will help and heal if he were sought is a giant step towards healing and restoring sanity in our lives. So my prayer is that this talk has been helpful to you and I am praying for breakthrough in each and one of everyone's uh, lives today. And may God bless you until the next podcast. Thank you so much. so much for joining us on our podcast. Uh, up next is the third step. So please remember to tune in and uh, we pray that you're safe and sane until then. Thank you so much.